The Chaos Space Marines are superhuman traitors grown strong on the power of the Dark Gods. Leading this malefic throng are the champions whoa, of whoa, Chaos. Whoa, 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 evil whoa, whoa. warlords who have plagued oh, the Empire of Man for 10,000 years and more. Now, as the skies bleed raw Chaos energy, their time has come. Let the galaxy burn! Hello, ladies and gentlemen! <laughs> Welcome to our chaotic episode. Isn't that right, Ben? Uh-huh. <laughs> ben had no idea I was going to do that. That is off the back of the Chaos Codex, which is in my hand and gives you an idea of what we'll be discussing tonight. So thank you for joining us. Uh, we will, as ever, start off with On the Hobby Desk. So we've got some games to talk about, some painting to talk about, and of course some chaos to talk about. Then, into the galaxy of war. So, did I mention? Chaos has returned! So we've got some chaos to talk about in Galaxy of War. Ben also wants to talk about the Space Marines a little bit, but he is fairly misguided. Uh, then we go into the Mortal Realms. Um, we are going to talk about, dun dun dun, Silver Tower! Honest, we it's actually are. It's about time as well. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's been waiting. <laughs> um, interestingly, guess what comes in Silver Tower? More chaos! <laughs> oh, <laughs> so we'll be sake. talking about that. Uh, then, Hail the Community. It's a whole new section. Uh, we added it in because uh, we thought that was rather chaotic. No, no, I'm getting carried away now. So, Hail the Community. We've got a, a little bit to talk about there. A painting competition, a really cool painting area I've come across in the last couple of weeks and some friends of ours who do a rather nifty podcast. And finally, Into the Wilds, talking about models that people are bringing back to life, um, people that are returning to the hobby. I've had a couple of cool incidents of that of late, uh, so we'll talk about that as well. And I'm sure I'll squeeze in some more chaos. So thank you for joining us. Um, grab some refreshments, grab a paintbrush, whatever it is, and we'll launch straight into it. Thanks very much, guys. I've just picked up my infantryman's uplifting primer to protect myself from all of this crap. <laughs> Mighty Emperor, spread your divine light to protect me from the darkness. Give me the strength to carry my duty through and smite those who seek to thwart me, which tonight I think is going to be Dan. See, Welcome to the Hobby see, Desk. You'll notice that unlike you, I didn't interrupt you. Because it, it's those words aren't going to help you anyway. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Evening, everyone. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're on the hobby desk, separate hobby desk today, which is a bit rubbish. Sorry. Yeah, the distance has come between us. Um, but uh, chaos certainly has been roaming my hobby desk this last couple of weeks, as some of you may have seen. Um, but today we're going to start off by talking about what games we've been getting up to before we um, lament over what's been going on with our painting. Uh, so, um, Dan, you wanted to talk about your Dark Angels game, which was, uh, I think, excellent. <laughs> of course um, you were. I think I might just... Yeah, I'm going to forgive the Dark Angels for their obvious heresies for now, um, seeing as one of them smited the crap out of your Kaiten engine. Yeah. And that's just yeah. awesome. So, interestingly, I played a guy, uh, a mate of mine called Jay, um, and his Dark Angel. So, I have... I now have two mates with Dark Angels that are both called Jay. So there must be something in the name about poor decisions, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jays. Right. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I played Jay. Now, Jay, I met Jay um, 
this J about five no more than that it must have been more than that it must have been about nine years ago when I first no seven years ago that's it seven years ago when I was in Games Workshop Bristol uh, and we said we'd play a game which we did seven years later <laughs> so, <laughs> so we have now played a game um thank you very much jay it was, it was a really cool game um really good to play something different i've not played dark angels for a long time um i'd not played yet against the big plasma um land speeder or the um shadowy land speeder or their new flyer uh, or Azrael. The weird flying altars. Yeah, so it was really good. Um, really cool. Problematic in that it made me want to collect Dark Angels. Um, the big plasma thing is just ripe for a bit of um, object source lighting with the old airbrush. But um, Well, Alex did say that it was the obvious choice to um, to kind of bridge the gap between your, your heresy and your, your love. Yeah, that is true. He did say that. Um, he also said about Glitterscaven, though, so... <laughs> So we can say that, um, but we mm. used the the open war cards again. Um, this time it was pretty cool. I think we both agreed the deployment was cool because it it was different. The mission was a bit it was a weird. Yeah, one, wasn't it was it? like a chevron type thing, um, which was interesting. Yeah. And Jay played it really well and made me split my forces. So Corn, you know, is going to have to give me a slap for that. Um, but the mission itself fundamentally was just a bit of a twist on a kill em all mission so what it became right. was me running across the table and jay shooting me a lot um although like i said he did split my forces and he did some a bit of cool movement positioning with his flyer um but it, it just meant that it was a bit a bit one-dimensional um but it was good fun and it had some epic moments as the one that ben talks about which is where Azrael um, heroically intervened when my Kaitan engine charged in. Um, it was left on four wounds after being absolutely battered. Uh, and Azrael charged in, swung his sword, cut its leg off. It fell to the floor and died. And that was that. So, <laughs> um, interestingly as well, we were looking at the heroic intervention rules and it it took us a while to work it out. Uh, but basically, he was going to charge in with Azrael, heroically intervene. At which point, yeah. we sort of thought, well, hang on, though. If, if Azrael does, does that, the Kaitan will just declare Azrael as his target and kill him. But he couldn't. We, we didn't realise that until, until um, the end of the combat. So then we went back and did it, and Azrael charged in and killed him. Because, of course, a car, it, when you charge, you can only attack yeah. units you've declared a charge against. So we yep. hadn't declared that charge. So, and I love this about new rule systems because you are picking apart all these little bits and pieces. Yeah, like a lawyer would pick apart a document. It, you can get really quite wordy about yeah, it, you can't can. you? So that was good. Um, yeah, like I said, good game. Really enjoyed it. Looking forward to a rematch soon. Uh, I know Jay is painting up a repressor. Or is it a repressor? No, repulsor. Repulsor, yeah. Yeah, dear me. Get the names right, damn. A repulsor. Um, as well as some more Primaris and bits and pieces. So that's going to change up the game a bit. Um, and this week... I'm really excited by the, the Repulsor. Um, I was, Yeah, I am. Yeah, I was on the fence about it for a yeah. while. Um, but now more people are painting it and more interpretations are coming out about it. I think it's great. Really, really do. Cool. 
good yeah it's really nice and sort of not overdone in a lot of ways so it's not so much ornamentation it's just a functional vehicle and i love the stowage um yeah covered covered a bit lacking in the spikes department i feel god i i haven't and this week sadly no game because i was kindly asked um by my wife who has joshua's not been very well and we've had a bit of a it was a bit of a difficult week um last week uh, and so this week she's asked if i don't go out in the evening and play a game just to help support and that's obviously absolutely fine and instead what i've been doing is playing with joshua helping him stay calm with a foam sword and balloons before bedtime yeah absolutely it's it's our job to calm the children down before bedtime it is apparently. isn't it but or, or pretend that they're a beast claw raider oh yes yeah. <laughs> yeah well i was cleaning under his high chair for those that haven't seen that video and uh i suddenly and you got realized... your ass stuck in it sorry <laughs> and then you got your ass stuck in it yeah well i thought if i sort of lift it up on my back he'll look like he's in a howler and then if we give him his yeah. foam sword and charge after his mummy it would look ace <laughs> and it did and it it's did. great so it's great fun so what about you game wise Oh, game-wise, um, I <laughs> dubiously introduced uh, John um, from the gaming club to Warhammer 40k. I'm not sure I was the best person to teach anyone how to play a game yet, but that's what <laughs> happened. Um, <laughs> uh, it was good, and um, he he chose a, a very basic army, which filled the table full of models. So he had something like four tactical squads, two assault squads. You know, that, that kind of army, really filled with sort of basic troops. Um and I really felt that I was quite overwhelmed. Um, and then it all started to go my way, sort of halfway through the battle. But then we ran out of time before we could really see what would have come about it. But um, that was really good. Cleared up a couple of rules again. Because the more you play these things, the more clarity you get, don't you? And really don't have enough time to just sit and play small games, which I think is probably something I would quite like to do. Um, just sit and get one of those little starter box sort of level models, so maybe like a squad or something, and just go over the rules over and over again until they're really clear. Um, but yeah, that was good. Um, haven't played a game of Sigma or 40k this week, but I have played a lot of Silver Tower, loads and loads of Silver Tower, um, which I don't know, should we talk about that now or should we wait until later on? Nah, we're talk we, 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 we'll put it in the mortal realms because, you know, people yeah. have waited for what is it three episodes now where i've mentioned it and not talked about it so um yeah. a little bit longer we'll no, no, no hardship yeah so that was that um painting wise i've done <laughs> i had it set that i would get my longfang squad done and a lord from a tale of many gamers however the goblins like you know took me a little longer than i thought and then some kind of chaotic intervention <laughs> in the shape of a of a one and a half foot <laughs> tall goblin um, with red of all colours, it had to be bloody red, didn't I it? I think you referred, or yeah. was it? No, Joe referred to to Ellen as uh, Lady Corn, which I thought was brilliant. Yeah. So yeah, that's that. Hours of work, <laughs> completely fucked up. Um, so they needed stripping back, basically, almost to the start and redoing. Um, they're probably all further along than they were before she helped. In inverted commas. Um. Yeah, I'm not really happy with them at all, to be honest, Dan. Um, in a lot of ways, I think we chatted about this the other day, but there's a texture on a lot of the armour plates, and I don't know where it's come from, mm. um, which is really bothering me, because if I can explain why something exists, 
I can work out how to stop it from happening again, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the spray undercoat, that was fine. Um, it all, I undercoated a whole bunch of models the same, and they're all the other ones are fine. There's no texture on that. It's the first time I used the airbrush to lay down the base coat, and I don't know whether I screwed that up, but that's probably the only thing I can think of. But, um, yeah, bit of a bummer. They, I suppose they don't look too bad. Now I'm looking at them again while we're talking, but I, I have not been as happy with them as I normally am with how things go. But there you go. That's that's painting, isn't it? It's all about making mistakes as well as um, having the successes because I think the mistakes help you learn. Just wait until the first time they blow up something chaotic. You'll be you'll be happy oh, with them. Yeah, you say that, but they were absolutely shite against John. <laughs> the last cannon failed to hit anything. Well, there we go. So that's been. That's been my hobby desk. Um, not much more to talk about if we're going to leave Silver Towers later. So shall we head on into the Galaxy of War, Dan? Well, you're not, not at all interested in what's on my hobby desk. Well, no, and I'm not, actually. Ah! <laughs> Thanks, dude. No, Thanks. no, I'm not. I'm really not. Because right, well, I know what it's going to be. I don't, I don't, demons. I'm, well, interestingly... It's going to be demons, isn't it? Let's the see. first thing I have to talk Freaking about, though, demons is on a Primera Space Marine. Oh, right, okay. So... And I'm, I'm interested. Now. I am remiss... So I have to give a massive thank you for, to Mr. Tom Pedersmith. Um, I'm an, I I like collecting, as you will all know, as we all do, uh, and I like to collect all the little pin badges and all those cool things that come out. And um, a metal Primera Space Marine pin badge, Ultramarine, came out, and I didn't manage to get hold of it. And Tom went on a bit of a quest, painted up half the Primaris half of um the new box set that's come out the dark imperium box set and um he did that uh, and because he'd done that or he did that so that he would get awarded this primaris badge which he has then given to me which is really awesome so how cool is that and then i went and recorded the podcast last week and didn't even mention it so that is just outrageous um yeah did he smack you one no but he uh his first words to me were thanks for the shout out and I was like, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really sorry. Tom, you're a legend. Thank you. I love it. It's very cool. It's, it goes in so, my collection well. That's not that's not you painting a Primaris, though. No. What I've been painting is, is proper things, such as uh, blood letters, um, heretic um, cannons. Heret- I've started repairing and working on my Bloodthirster. I accidentally ordered two chaos forge fiends um yeah, i don't know your, how that happened into your shopping cart yeah. mm, it just happened <laughs> um so they'll be on the way yeah oh and 680 skulls hey <laughs> <laughs> so those of you that have not seen yet um oh they're, they're amazing so games which have released three box sets of bits to go on bases they've done vines bracken things and skulls um yeah so the bracken things look a little bit like tyrannic yeah 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 i love the idea though because if you use them on tyranid bases because tyranids like over undergrowth and stuff just goes mental doesn't it wherever when they appear on a world so all of the like fauna just goes out of control so yeah. you could put loads of that on the bases. The the only thing that bothers me slightly, and this this is you mentioned that there are demon skulls, didn't you? Oh yes, there are. And it and it bothers me though because there's a grey knight holding a demon's head, but demons yeah, yeah, yeah. 
when they're slain, get banished back into the warp. So why yeah. do they leave their skulls behind? Well, it's so that they can... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you made, you was... made an effort, though. Oh, I made an effort. I was going to come up with some witty remark about so that they can leave a memory of their epic demise or something. But essentially, they're all heretics and can piss off back to the Immaterium for all I care. It's interesting you should mention epic demise because yeah. um, when I returned from my game against the Dark Angels, I had my Kaitan engine balancing on top of the boxes that contain my army. Oh, no. Yeah. And as I came up the stairs, I tripped slightly on the stair gate and a Kaitan toppled off onto the stairs and, well, he didn't disintegrate, but he came apart into a number of pieces. Uh, he didn't disappear into the Immaterium. No, he didn't disappear into the Immaterium, <laughs> no, because, you know, he's only part demon, so it's completely believable that when slain, he doesn't completely disperse. Um, so I gathered up the pieces and I've had to repair him this week as well. But he's back now. It's all good. He he I, just wanted to enact the disgrace he felt at having been slain. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why he ended up going in the front seat with a uh, with a um a seatbelt? That's, seat that's just the <laughs> that's just the most practical way to move around those large models. Yeah, plug them in. Yeah, so I think you're probably right. Actually, yeah. I don't I don't even know how I'd even think about moving one of them warlord titans around. I think I'd probably go with I wouldn't. Mm. But there we go. Somewhere secret uh, that Joe can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be important. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're telling me. <laughs> Good. Well, so now we've skipped over the fact that you're still painting heresy. Well, hang on a minute. What happened to your Land Raider? Oh, it's still going. It's just um, it. It's just quite an epic project, and I got a bit like, oh, I want to finish something. So yeah. I decided to carry on with the blood letters. So the blood letters, I've just got to dry brush the bases and then they are and varnish them and they're done. So, you know, I've got to say those, those her- whatever they're called, the, s- the skull things, they look like something that a clown would ride out from the, the tent flaps on one of those sort of clown carnivals at a circus. <laughs> yeah, they do a bit, don't they? <laughs> I'm, just looking yeah. at, I'm just looking at one now. Yeah. <laughs> I can go with that. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that's fine. I take that, but I like them. So that's m- that's my retribution for the Santa Corns. Right, okay. <laughs> so that is our hobby desk and, and games for this week, um, guys. So we're going to move next into the Galaxy of War. Um, gather, gather your further refreshments and come back and join us. Thanks very much. Bye, guys. Hey guys, welcome to the Galaxy of War. So, as normal, we're going to launch into some stuff about uh, 40k. Um, we promise at some point, for those of you eagerly waiting uh, for news of 30k, um, I do have a Salamander's army. We will talk about it at some point. Um, I must admit, I saw some rather cool custodies the other day, and yeah, that might happen. But anyway, back into... Uh, <laughs> Back into the the cheap options again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, always, always. Going back into the 41st millennium. So something very exciting happened 
awesome, in fact. The Chaos Space Marine Codex has arrived. Uh, and the Grey Knights. And um, in the uh, <laughs> Chaos Space Marine Codex, I have been very excited um, looking through this. Uh, I don't think, Ben, you've bought your copy yet, have you? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, I have not. Okay. Well, I'm I'm sure you are deeply disappointed by that. Not really. No. No. no? Not even. No? no. I think you might be. But anyway. Um. So Chaos Codex has come out. It's uh, the second or second third. Oh, Grey Knight ones come out at the same time of the the codexes for the new edition. Um. I've yeah. not played yeah. with it yet. I'll be honest. Um. I do like it. It's very cool. It's got lots of great artwork in it. Um. As with the Space Marine one. Uh, moving into the army list stuff, which I've, I suppose I've engaged with a bit more than with the Space Marine 1. I know I spent a lot of time talking about how frustrated I was about drop pods in the Space Marine 1. But with yeah, but the you, Chaos... play, you play a Chaos Army, don't you? So you're going to yeah. be more in tune with the fine detail of it. Yeah, exactly. So I've, I've had a really good look. So it's nice to see some cool weapons coming in there. Um, interestingly, Corn Berserkers are no longer able to be troops. Um, so those of you that no. Yeah, but they should never have been troops. They're beardy little shits. They tack about five times a bloody turn. Okay, uh, you, you you had enough now? Sorry. You hair back on? Yeah. Yeah, right. Thank you for that input. Very informative. <laughs> um. <laughs> I think it summed up most people's opinion on it. Yeah. So, so actually, um, initially, I was a little bit uh, struck down by this development because my army has Corn Berserkers as troops in it. Um, they make up the troops, so I was a bit like, "Oh no, what am I going to do?" Um, I, I don't get that. That's really frustrating. Ben laughed. Um, was his initial response? <laughs> yeah, but after talking it through, I'm actually really pleased they made the decision because with the new uh, oh, formations come yeah. force organization charts, there's so much variety that the fact they're not tr- troops doesn't prevent me from getting my army on the table. No. Um, which is was my initial worry because I I sort of not realised what I was worrying about was pointless. Um, what it does do though is it means that I can't use corn berserkers to get access to the command points, which are the things that drive a lot of the tactic, tactical stratagem stuff. Yeah, and I yeah. don't mind that. I think that's really appropriate. Um, and um, a good friend of mine. Are you saying that the uh, are you saying that the corn berserkers are just mindless killbots? Yeah, they are really, aren't they? They just point it at things and slay it. And they get really, really angry, and they're not. So they're not there to hold objectives, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They they slay yeah, stuff no. and move on, don't they? So I don't think that's a bad decision. Um, I am, as we discussed, painting up more blood letters. I'll paint up some more cultists. Uh, obviously, so I wanna... are blood letters troops, Dan? Yeah, blood letters are troops. Oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Um, I mean, that's horrible. I think the interesting <laughs> thing with Bloodletters is they're more of a malevolent thing yes, than yeah. whereas Corn Berserkers are mindless rage often. Yeah. I think with Corn with with Bloodletters they're more malevolent, so I do kind of get them being a little bit more tactically aware. Trixie. Um, yeah. Uh so I don't yeah, I think that's cool. Um I wanna work towards the battalion, so I need six troops for that. I've got oh, three. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to yeah. do any cultists or something like that? Yeah, well, I've got 24 painted, and I've got another 40 that are ready huh. to go. So I'm going to paint up some more of them. The only thing that annoys me about cultists, as people that have played me will attest to, is I just can't be bothered. 
like in the game i just can't be bothered moving all those dudes and then working out how many dice they get because they're so shocking that you just yeah. roll bucket loads of dice and kill no one or one guy and just <laughs> get get a bucket and spade yeah and move them with the spade especially if you've got one with like a cross handle you could move them with the spade yeah um and then you could shovel them off with the shovel when they die and you can yeah. use the bucket to roll the dice i think it's a win win yeah bucket and spade yeah. That's yeah, the way forward. Well, I'm going to St. Ives in a couple of weeks, so um, <laughs> while I'm down there, I'll pick up uh, a bucket and spade. Yep. I'd put a corn symbol on it. And a hoover. And a hoover. Yeah. Okay, thank you. You're full You're of welcome. the uh, good advice and <laughs> positive inputs tonight, aren't you? I think so. I think these are good hobby ideas. Yeah. Okay. For a chaos player. Hmm. Excellent, thank you. So, <laughs> interestingly, it makes reference in the book to the Death Guard Codex and Thousand Suns Codex. So, um, those well, so are obviously the on the way. There are rules for Rubicay, and um, there are also rules for Plague Marines. Oh, right, okay. Well, that that's quite reassuring for me, because I, I really would like to see um, an Empress Children and a World Eaters Codex. That's my personal thing, because I think... Um, it's about time they were fleshed out, really, personally. See, uh, so I had this conversation with a friend of mine today on the way home. I'm not sure that I would want to see or that we will see a Codex World Eaters. Right. Um, the reason for that is the World Eaters, unlike the Thousand Sons and Death Guard, so the Thousand Sons and Death Guard do have an element of war bands about them, but yeah. they also operate still in in a sort of a legion way at times as a group um, oh, okay. and work yeah. together. I see where you're going with this. Yeah. yeah, so the World Eaters, they don't do that. Scalathrax, where Khan went loopy and killed a load of them, um, it, you know, is, is when it says they, they literally exploded as a legion and burst into loads and loads of war bands and they don't yeah. have that cohesion anymore at all. Yeah. Um, you know... They f if if they follow Angron, for example, they follow him because he's an avatar of the Blood God. So yeah. what I did like was Codex Corn Demonkin, and I'd love to see a return to that sort of thing, yeah. um, especially because it's got the the blood tithe points, and I think that's a cool system where it represents the more bloodshed, etc. The army sort of feeds off it. I liked that, and I'd love to see that back. I don't think we'll see it soon, but it would be nice to see it. But is there um, anything that encourages that in the current codex? Anything yeah. that encourages that really aggressive kind of corn-like style of, of playing? Well, I mean, obviously, like as you have alluded to, the corn berserkers are powerful. Um, Khan is powerful, so there, there is, there is purpose behind taking those units. Um, yeah, but, but playing with them in a particular way. Yeah, because for I example, mean, the blood, the blood tithe drives you to attack. Yes, it does, but I suppose. The main, like for me, I'm doing corn because, well, I'm doing corn because I started doing it for Age of Sigmar and I liked it and I've moved it across. But I'm choosing units that are corn eight because I want a corn eight themed army. Um, yeah. If they are, you know, and I'm tending to choose, I'm trying to choose units that will be effective on the battlefield. But what I won't be doing is going all oh, well. I could do with a unit of uh, of noise marines to achieve this tactical aim. So I'll chuck in some of them. Yeah. You know, that's not gonna happen. As for the you know, my, I made my point about the world eaters, as for the Empress Children, I don't really know a lot about them and how they operate now. Um we might see it. I mean there's 
there's a long way to go, but certainly in the immediate future, we'll see Death Guard, we'll see Thousand Sons. Um, interesting. I haven't really read a lot about it on the Corn Demon King group that I'm in, but, you know, obviously there where once there was a codex, there now isn't. Corn Demon King yeah. is, is gone. Um, yeah. So I'm sure there'll be some frustration at that. But the options are all there. Uh, there's a rather nifty axe. I think the axe of endless bloodshed that my guy will be getting, my chaos lord will be getting, which is nice because I got a bit fed up with him being armed with a flipping power axe, and that's it. He's supposed to be a deadly combat warrior, and he just gets beaten up all the time. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, gen- generally, really, really like the codex um, so far. It's inspired me, as I said in the pa- past segment to get some forge fiends so um part of the reason for doing that is because i was finding and people will laugh i was finding the corn a bit two-dimensional and and it's just sort of charge which i suppose you'd expect from corn (laughs) yeah you Um, would kind of mate that's sort of the whole point of (laughs) but when they're your primary army you know i i just want to add something to it and i read a cool little bit of background about how although corn obviously loves beating stuff up in combat he's also really fond of his of his demon engines he loves the idea of unleashing like demon engines on stuff and yeah. um so i thought Ooh. so i've got a couple of hell brutes on the way i'm gonna put them with the big cannons on the sides the the rotary cannons and then have the plasma like mouthpiece on it um so yeah look, looking forward to those coming and mixing up and i've even discussed and people will have different feelings on this but I was chatting with um tom the other day about putting in um a psyker but obviously corn is very anti-psychers yeah so rather taking a bit of a turn isn't it yeah so rather than having him as a psyker create like convert him up as like a war priest um chaos priest and essentially his prayers so, like, in Age of Sigmar, you've got the Slaughter Priests, haven't you? And they, they do prayers, like Blood Boil. So yeah, yeah. then, essentially, you're using the rules for Psychers, but theming it as um, Cornate. So, for example, Smite, you might, you know, make up some cool cards and rename it as, I don't know, Tide of Blood or whatever. Um, what I wouldn't do is do that. Well, what I what I would rather not do is do that from a competitive point of view because I, I just think that's a bit weird. But from a point of view of mixing up the army a little bit and yeah, trying different yeah. things and enjoying different things, I think that it was it. You know, he came up with that idea, and I think it's pretty cool. And um, I might do that, but that's a little way down the line. I've got the sounds a little bit like you're trying to get smite into your army. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. <laughs> well, you say what you like. It is a hell of a hell of a uh, power smite. Yeah, it's really good. It took out my um, took out a unit of my Thunderwolf cavalry in one go. Just absolutely pummeled them, which is quite disappointing. But so it sounds like you've got a bit of a plan there. Yeah, yeah. And you're happy with the new codex. You're happy with all the background and stuff. Well, I haven't really read most of the background, um, yet. I've only had you know it where I'm a going few with days. This. Yeah, I do know. I do know where you're going with this. Yeah, I'm really disappointed with the background of the Space Marine one. Really disappointed. Yeah, no, I'm I not... haven't read it all, but based on what you've said, it doesn't have in it what I bought it for. No. See, for me, I, I'll explain uh, that one of the things I really wanted to get from the Space Marine Codex was a sense 
of the detail about what a primary space marine was. Now, a lot of people are going on about, oh, I, I didn't get into the 40k because of primary space marines. I got into it because of 40k space marines and they're changing all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. I got into Warhammer 40k because I liked space marines. I didn't have a damned idea what any of the details were. I just liked the models. I liked the character. I liked the artwork. They all looked cool. Now, when I then got to know the Space Marines and read the detail about it, I fell in love with how cleverly constructed they'd become. So, the person who wrote them, Ian Watson, really, when he sat down and and wrote the book Space Marine, he thought about it. He thought about what made a Space Marine, about how they were trained, how they progressed through a Space Marine chapter. And he, he thought, not, you know, from a geneticist perspective but from a kind of military perspective what sort of genetic improvements would i put into a person to make them a better soldier and there's stuff in that concept that is not just they're bigger they're stronger there's other things you know like being able to turn half their brain off to go to sleep while they're literally doing something and that's really well explored in that book now we ha- they've they've changed the space print. and to me that's fine okay I have no issue at all with them bringing out the primary space means, partly because I think the models are ace. Um, secondly, because I think they, they needed, well, they deserve to have something happen. The Imperium needed to have some kind of movement. It become really stagnant and a, a bit predictable. But they haven't described in any way what happens in a chapter when that technology is given to them. So there's no description about how a space marine can become a primary space marine. In the White Dwarf, it says the primaris organs are put in when a person's 12, which is a complete contradiction. It hasn't talked about what happens when a space marine applicant is recruited at 12 and then turned into a primaris space marine. So what do they do? Do they then become a scout or do they become something else? It doesn't say. It doesn't say any of those details. There's nothing about it in there. It just It's almost as if, and I think this is where they were trying to come from, it's a snapshot in time, a very specific moment in time when Gilliman has rocked up and said here have some primary space marines here's the technology and they haven't got around to recruiting new space marines yet that's the only thing I can think of to answer it but it does leave for me a whole bunch of gaps and how that bothers me isn't about my space marine army it's actually about my space wolf army because I want to know how the space wolves are gonna accept primaries into their structure well you might see some of that in the in the in the codex space wolves when that comes along that's exactly what i was hoping but having read the codex space means i'm i've got a feeling that they might not yeah so i'm i'm a tad disappointed in as much as that was what i wanted out of this codex as well was a bit more detail on those guys but you know there's there's a long way to go yet you so you're sort of uh you know astartes has had all these years of development in yeah. through black library so the primaris have just started that journey so i understand what you mean it would have been nice to have seen it i think it'd be interesting to see what comes out of black library moving forward mm. um and with regards to the contradiction in white dwarf you know just because in white dwarf it says the primaris organs are put in when they're 12 doesn't mean no, that somewhere it's... else it might explain how they're put in in fairness it says the ideal age is then so ah, i mean right. it's not it's not totally and I know I've had I've had that's my negativity done for the evening, um, but it is a bit disappointing. And I know what you're saying. I get all of that, but um, I do find myself swinging back and forward with the primary space marines. I've got the sprues literally sat right next to me, 
and I can't bring myself to turn them into models because I don't know how to make them into my space rules. I don't know how to you integrate. Did put, you put up that awesome one on the page. Oh, mate, it was brilliant. I see something like that and I'm like, bollocks to it. I can just do it because they look amazing and I want that in my army. Um, you wouldn't yeah. have any of this hassle if you just collected chaos. Uh, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and in fairness, yeah, I'm going to get so much stick for this, but through a want to put something together from the Dark Imperium, I have nearly put together the Nurgle and painted <laughs> Have you really? Yeah, I have, because I just wanted to do something from that box. What do you and make for me, of, uh, what, talking of Nurgle, what do you make of Mortarion? Oh, mate, it's just epic. I mean, it's actually, it's got so much presence. It's like the other two Primarchs. It's filled with energy and presence. Uh, it's exactly how I expected it would be. And it looks exactly like it should be. I'm, yeah. re- I'm really impressed with it. It's amazing. You were thinking about just ditching your corn and going Nurgle for a couple of hours. Well, I, I said to someone, I wonder if I can get all my corn finished by the time that comes out. Yes. Um, and, yeah. then, and then within... Within probably twelve hours of saying that, I'd bought more corn stuff. Uh, <laughs> I do, yeah, I do love them, and and I've said before, my sort of dream or hope is to have, you know, twenty thousand points of chaos made up of all the different gods. Um, not, I'm still not that bothered by Stanish, but if they redo him and and make it a bit more interesting, I might. Um, well, they have mentioned him a lot. Yeah, Fulgrim, I would say it seems pretty certain that that he's not. I know there was some talk of him just disappearing, um, but I don't. I don't think we're going to see that. No, there's been no indication of that, and, and they have. They've mentioned Fulgrim so many times now. Uh, if they hadn't have told us that Mortarion was next, I almost thought that it was going to be. Um, thought it was going to be Fulgrim actually. Yeah. Yeah, I think he'll be next. I, I think the next one's going to be a loyalist Primarch, but I think. Yeah, I think. The next chaos one will be will be Fulgrim. Yeah. Interesting. I thought that the I think you said as well. A couple of people said the the color scheme in that initial picture. He just looked very bright. Um, yeah. And then in the video, he he looked fantastic. So. Um, yeah. Well, the problem is that. And he's huge. There's somebody in Games Workshop head office with a camera phone, who he's got the the patience of a two year old, um, and just like snapping pictures and throwing them around the internet. Uh, and it's great. You know, we get to see things a whole like three hours before they're released. But the pictures are always shit. They're always bad. It's almost not worth looking at them because you know, in a couple of hours, Games Workshop will release an awesome video with it. Yeah. So, yeah. It's um, it's an interesting point actually about the pictures coming out because I have found of late. Initially, I was really excited when Games Workshop started doing their pictures of like good pictures of what was being leaked and i still am i still think that's the way forward is to put up good pictures of that stuff but i wish they would try and keep a lid on a few more things just because when white dwarf comes through my door now i want to be excited for the first time about what's in it um yeah and i'm finding white dwarf has dropped in my enjoyment and excitement because i've seen so much of it through warhammer community already um yeah. it's holding less and less new stuff that being said this one did have the stuff about the new skulls and things which i hadn't seen already so that was good but i hadn't seen any of the new um intercessors or the the devastator one hellfire squads no oh, well i had had you yeah where did you see those then uh probably well on the internet somewhere see i hadn't seen them at all so when i first saw them i was um 
That was me in my armchair for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah, which See, is how it should be with White Dwarf, isn't it? That's that's what you want. Yeah. Talking about Primaris, I was just looking. I knew I'd read it somewhere. So there's a little bit you're going to hate. By Fabius Spile? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. He is scum. Yeah. He needs burning. What does it say? His intent is to blend them body and soul with the dark en- energies of chaos in order to breed his own twisted version of Primaris Space Marines. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't, I just don't buy that at all. I, th- I think that that would be a silly way to go. I do. I actually agree with you. However, <laughs> I you've think... got enough demonic in. I mean, when you get yeah, a, but you, what you've yeah. got to remember, look, what you've got to remember is the goal is to sell miniatures. So there will be people. There are people who have bought Primera Space Marines with the goal of turning them into Chaos Space Marines because that's what they love. And it's driven them to purchase those models. And that little bit in there just gives that window. It's just like the way they, you know, they don't say there are 18 Space Marine Legions and that's it. And if you don't paint them that way, then you, you, you've you got to leave. It's yeah. opening up the window. So in, in for me, unless, of course, they bring out Primaris Berserkers that can attack four times in a turn. Uh, and then they would very much be for me. But... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're not far off now. <laughs> no. Well, that is true. That is true. But then just release better models and call them whatever. Oh, I don't know. No, I'm wrong. I think at the end of the day, if, if anyone could get a Primaris and, and get the gene tech out of them and move it onto Chaos Space Marines, it's going to be Fabius Bile. And I hate yeah. to say that. I hate to say that, but it's true. Yeah, I don't really like him. But there we are. Oh, hate him. Another person I hate in the Warhammer 40k universe. Basically every Chaos character. There's not a single one that I've liked. <laughs> no, <laughs> that is not true. Um, the um, the world the word bearer uh, champion who ended up becoming one of the um, Argel Tal. Yeah, I liked him. Yeah, he I was did cool. like him. He was cool. Anyway, there's a cool dude. actually. There's a really cool. Um, oh, which is the one? Oh, that's right. In the Beast Arises, there's a really cool Iron Warriors, like Lord guy. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Annoyingly, he's brilliant. Is he mates with the uh, Imperial Fist guy? Yeah, or or used to be mates before he turned into. Yeah, a... with the guy yeah. who he no, he's Black Templar. He's Black Templar oh, right, Dreadnought. Okay. Yeah, he's ah, uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, say, so, I need to go back and finish listening to that series. Really, um, I will do. It's brilliant. So, um, anyway, I think... Silver Tire Time. As I was going to say, time to go into the mortal realms. We've explored the galaxy of war. Let's leave it behind. Um, we are now going to go into the venture into the Silver Tower. Um, come back and join us, lest we get lost upon our own. Ooh. <laughs> Catch you soon, guys. <laughs> Welcome back, guys, and it's time to talk about uh, the Mortal Realms. Um, and tonight we're going to have a, a bit of a delve into the um, into the Silver Tower, which I've been playing a lot of the last couple of weeks um, with the family, and Dan has been playing a lot more of than me. Um, I don't know. But... I, you probably have played, if not the same, more 
because you reckon? Well, yeah, because I've spread mine out. So the whole purpose behind me doing Silver Tower is because it's got some continuity, but it doesn't really matter how big the gap is in between. Because it's quite yeah. hard to arrange games, you know, with Joshua being so young. Yeah. Um, it is tough to get them in. Uh, yeah. So we've only played, I think we've played five of the adventures, as it were, um, over oh, about us, then? four months. So, yeah, yeah so, so, so Silver Tower, I mean, I, I was a massive fan of HeroQuest. I got Hero. it was one of the first things I got, really. Question um, is, though, what is the best thing about HeroQuest? Best thing about HeroQuest is the brood suit, which I <laughs> shout every time my my Dark Oath uh, Barbarian hits anything with it. Get, I can't help but use that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I repeatedly roll a one or a two. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, HeroQuest, I loved that. Uh, and we played that to death. And recently, that actually has, as it happens, last time my brother was down. Um, we got Hero Quest out, and I went through it, and um, and ordered all the bits that we were missing. Did you? Some of the... Yeah, yeah. So the only thing that we're missing now is a couple of tiny pieces of scenery, like uh, chests or stuff, which I figured I could, because uh, people are selling them for a stupid price. Um, but all the models, all the cards, we got all of those. They're all they're all we've got. So those bits of scenery were they like cardboard or plastic? Plastic. Plastic. <laughs> Gone a bit posh, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> they were a mixture, mate. So you had like the chest, it was two plastic ends, and then a cardboard kind of bit in the middle. Mm. So that, like a tube. Um, they were really good. And some of it was mostly plastic. So there was a, uh, a, a rack or a, and tables, and the tabletop was um, plastic. It's like an alchemist desk or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I love the idea of taking HeroQuest and then, like, going out there. Because so many companies do really nice, like, dungeon furniture and stuff now. Yeah, and yeah, they do. And that's why I didn't buy the cardboard ones, because I've got some of them. It'd be great to I... just update. Do you remember when we were working in Plymouth? Um, Phil, he, he, there was a game called, like, was it Trolls in the Pantry? Yes, I'm, I'm sure yeah. he made it, didn't he? Out of yeah, he did. Yeah, it was a it was a white dwarf game. Yeah, and it was brilliant. Yeah, there was it... another white dwarf game called um, Bug... it was like a Bugman's Bra Brawl. Yeah, and um, I really enjoyed. I'm going to get that out, dude. I'm so going to find that because I I had a pop at making that as a board when I was younger. Yeah, I reckon. I... Yeah. But so having anyway. said that, the more I pay Silver Tower, the more I'm kind of like looking at the tiles and thinking, oh, this would look so good if it was made into like three-dimensional board segments. It would take yes, hours, but it would. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, would it look good. Like the sarcophagi. There's yeah. A board, there's a board tile with a sarcophagi where um, you can throw the enemy in it and lock the door. <laughs> I thought that would look wicked. But, um, or, gets, or gets shoved into it yourself, if you're not careful. Yeah. So I missed Warhammer Quest. I never played Warhammer Quest. Did you play Warhammer Quest? Nope, not really. I knew what it was. Um, yeah. Uh, no, and I, I've seen bits and pieces of it. I suppose it was sort of still around when I was just starting the hobby. But like, you couldn't you couldn't do everything. Um, no. To start with, and it wasn't like massively pushed or supported. Um, but well, I don't know, they quite often had 
um, cards in the White Dwarf when I yeah, but not not when not by the time I was coming into the hobby, they didn't. Is what okay. I meant by that. Um, but like many people that read Lord of the Rings, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, um, it's really cool to um, it's cool to do like dungeon delving, and I really like. Well, we did. Do you remember we did Dungeons and Dragons, didn't we, for a while? It was bloody brilliant. Good times. I'm Sat just down in Alex's her. place, eating muffins and drinking cups of tea. <laughs> that was, it was just they brilliant. Were great. Yeah. That was I'm great. I'm just about to start a role playing, actually. Are you? A, yeah, path, Pathfinder with um. Oh yeah. Some people. It's been a long time since I've done it, so it's going to be weird. Be but good. I think um, the thing I remember most about Warhammer Quest was those absolutely fantastic dioramas. Yes. And they were, and they were massive. Like multi-level with all sorts of stuff going on. I loved that. Well, there's one still in. It's in the museum, isn't it? In the yeah, there exhibition is, yeah. at Warhammer World. It's really cool. Uh, and that's that's the thing I remember most about it, actually, rather than the um, the board game itself. Mm. I don't think I knew anyone who had it either. Whereas I knew loads of people who had Space Hulk. So, yes, yeah, I knew some people with Space Hulk. But not 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 necessarily with Warhammer Quest. So this time the story is, uh, you know, it's still it's still dungeon questing, and the idea is that big silver towers each. Um, the heroes have have wound themselves up in there, found themselves in there, and come together. Um, I think I think the idea is the Gaunt Summoners transported them there and then sets them eight trials, doesn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. To get the amulet, which will then give them the power to escape. Um, well, it's very vague about there. how they come there. In fact, it's specifically vague about how yes, they all come Yes, it is, isn't it? And they sort of all gather and by chance. Which I quite like, because in some ways you then start to question why some of the good people are there. You're like, why Why are you here? What was it about this tower that drew you here? Because you were wondering what was here, or are you here to kill everything, or are you here for the power? What? Why are you here? And more specifically... Why are the Sigmarines there? Because they only get sent to do stuff when Sigma wants it done. So See, I you're find so it... much deeper than I am on that stuff. You're like, hmm, yeah. I'm like, slay the stuff! <laughs> oh, yeah, I know, but it's interesting, isn't it? So there's something in there that Sigma wants done. Whether yeah. it's, um, however you look at it, it doesn't matter what, what it is. It could just be that you want someone guy to go in there and see what the hell it is. Um, but yeah, I love it. I, I love the fact that it's really, really vague, because that means I can you just make up your story. Your character's there for however you want it to be. So which character do you use? Have a guess. <laughs> Go on, have a guess. Oh. I'm tempted to say the priest. No, but no, possibly not the, the dwarf. No. Where are they? Yeah, no. You don't da- you use I the do. Dark Oath Chieftain, don't you? I do, I do use the Dark Oath Chieftain, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do, but in in my games, because I can make, you know, my own story, because <laughs> it's slightly role play. He's not a chaotic chieftain. It he sounds is... a little bit like you're convincing yourself of something. Just oh, the, the path of chaos has begun. That model, though, oh, yeah, mate. it's awesome, isn't it? It's I bought. Well, I've coveted the box set, and you kindly bought it for me. I because of that model, it's just absolutely phenomenal it's filled with character i absolutely loved it and i look at it now and i think oh, i really want to paint it 
and then I stopped myself from painting it because I'm terrified of making an absolute pig's ear of it. Oh, because I've seen you so many that. good models. Wow, no, it's one of those models where it's, I'm clearly not the only person. It's caught their imagination. Yeah, because there's so many really high quality versions of it out there that you can't help but compare. Well, one of to them it. won the. Um... I don't know. Did it win the? I don't know if it won the Slayer Sword, but it came first in the single miniature category, Golden did Demon. It? That um, doesn't surprise me. By Max from the Heavy Metal team. That's oh, gorgeous. Yeah, it's really nice. Really, really nice. Um, I've actually started to collect pictures of other people's versions of it, so that I can kind of get an idea of how I want to do it. Because there's lots of. It's not as simple as when you paint a space. I want to painting again. I'm sorry, guys, but. It's not as simple as when you paint a space move when you look at you're looking at primary colours, you're looking at big bold colour schemes. His colour scheme is going to be more subtle. Mm. It's different different shades of brown and skin tone, um, of fur and leather and with the steel and a bone. So there's there's so many different variations of brown and, and then do you go for a, a skin tone which ties into that or is completely different from that or I don't. Oh, it's just so many questions for it. I'm really, I am actually super excited about painting it, but um, I just can't bring myself to do it yet. And do you know what? He would make a really good version of a Space Wolf Lone Wolf. Mm. I think he'd make a cracking version of that because he's the right sort of size as well. Yeah, he's beefy, isn't he? Just change the skulls for wolf skulls, and you're all done. Anyway, that's my painting rant. So we were talking about the background. So what the Silver Tower was. Yeah, so it's just travelling through the realm. Silver Towers, for those that don't know, I'm sure most of you do, are, are like um, the fastness or the fortresses of, of Zinch Sorcerers. Um, and they fly around um, blasting people with magic or unleashing armies upon people. Um, and this is obviously an adventure into it. Uh, but basically, we ended up playing it because some Hammer Hell came out and some of the guys were like, oh, Dan, you should buy that and then we can play that. And I said, well, I'm not buying it unless we can demonstrate that we'll play regularly, making it worthwhile. So we'll play through Silver Tower. Um, Yeah. And I, you know, I'm glad I did that because, like I said, about four months to get through five missions so far. Um, But it's me, um, other Ben and uh, mate Chris, who I met through the NCT, which is like a pre-baby class thing. Yeah. and uh, my mate Tom. We have invited my friend Dan Wosley, but he's not managed to come to one of the sessions as yet. So hopefully he will at some point. Um, and we, we've just done, I say, five missions. I think the other three guys all play with a guy out of the box. I use the um, Lord oh, Lord Castellant, which is the guy oh, yeah. with the lantern. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because I've got the pack of cards with all the different characters. So really yeah. like that. Um, and yeah, we just randomly sort of arrange them. We've got one. We've got the next mission planned in for the seventeenth, and we tend to find we can do one in an evening. Um, Joshua yeah. goes to bed around seven, half seven, as does Betty, his Chris's uh, daughter, and then he comes around. So about eight o'clock, we kick off, and we can still be done by ten, which is is fine because I I have to work early in the morning with Royal Mail, so I don't want to be up too too late. Um, yeah. So it fits in really well with that. So it's it's really nice from that point of view. And obviously we want to paint the miniatures. And Chris is doing a cracking job of getting them all painted up, um, which is great. So we're almost there with using all painted miniatures. Um, but 
it's nice because that because it's cardboard and the art is really good. Uh, it looks nice anyway, and it's quite it's quite yeah. immersive anyway. Although is, yeah. we yeah. often break the immersion because I just cannot help but do when the goblins come out. Not the goblins. What are they called? The scuttlers. Scuttlings. Yeah, scuttlings. They are. They. I just. I'm sure they're like cockneys. They've got that uh, kind of dodgy <laughs> sort of. Oi, I'm gonna get you, and that yeah. sort of thing. You know. I'm gonna yeah, stick totally. an arrow in you. Come on, boys, let's have him. And that sort of. Anybody that is a cockney that's listening is is just massively insulted now, aren't they? Because that's. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just love doing the silly little voices for them, whenever they come out. Yeah. Um, and Chris and I take it in turns of reading the background book because we both like that, the excitement of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we get the background, we read it out. Whoever the room light player is, so. Oh, that's cool. I think um, it's it's something that Joe plays with me, which I quite, I, I'm really happy about because. Yeah, that's excellent. Um, it gives us sort of a connection through the hobby, which I'm quite nice. I think it's quite nice, but um. I think perhaps in the excitement to try and get as much done when my brother was down, we did miss some of the things. Like, um, uh, we just ran an ambush when uh, we had a respite rather than opting whether or not we would rest and then trigger an ambush. Oh, right. Um, there's little things like that. and we, Yeah. But um, we got pwned last night. The Gaunt Summoner just stamped on us. And then trying to rest to get Joe back into the game because uh, she'd been killed by the Gaunt Summoner. Um, and then we got ambushed by a bunch of Karakakalites and that was game over. Oh. Um, the pro- it's funny because it's really interesting that when you go into a room in the game and you're the attackers you you never have a problem. Like almost never. No room have we fought where we've gone in and we've been the ones on the offensive have we had an issue. Um and yet, when you're ambushed and they attack you, oh my days, does it hurt? <laughs> yeah, it really throws you. But you're right; it's totally immersive. The boards are just stunning, um, and I really love the one in Warhammer World where they've built a little bit of it. Yes. Um, well, I thought that's great. I think it's really good. The Silver Tower one specifically is really good if you don't have a huge amount of time. Um, yes. Yeah. Because there's not loads of miniatures. If you had that as a project over a long period of time, um, you know, you, you could work on it bit by bit, um, gradually build it up. And it's it, it explains the story for you, but it's not too linear in that different things can happen. Um, yeah. My yeah. understanding of of um, the, the other game, what's the other one called, mate? Is it Shadows Over Hammer Howl? Something like that. Yeah, I think so. Something it is over something Hammer like Hell. that, isn't it? So, or darkness, darkness over Hammer Hell. Um, I'm sure so, somebody will comment. They, somebody's going to know. <laughs> I'll, I'll remember. Oh no, I'm googling it now. Oh, you're googling it. So, yeah. as I understand it, that's a bit more involved to to get going, which is fine. That's cool. But certainly, if anyone's really struggling for time, shadows to, over Hammer Hell. Shadows over Hammer Hell. Yeah. Um. For struggling for time for gaming or painting but really wants to you know engage with 
something in the Age of Sigmar world, then I thoroughly recommend it. It's really good. Really enjoy it. I really look forward to it. Four players. Um, oh, I've not tried it with more. Did you? How many did you play with? Three or, or four? Three. Yeah, three. Yeah. What I'm thinking of doing, um, and this is something that's, I mean, goes into why we do this podcast in the first place. But I'm my friends and family that play this uh, are spread all over the country, and um, Dan got really into it while he was down. Really enjoyed it. You can probably see from some of the photographs. And, um, this is Dan, your brother, he, uh, going back to our point from last yeah, yeah, week Dan. about all the Dan's and <laughs> We know too many Dan's and Ben's. Um, but he he was saying that this it was a, especially with the app. It's a game that you can play um, via Skype. So I'm thinking of because um, um, Ben, another Ben, <laughs> Ben Harvey, uh, he came over and played it the other day, um, and he really enjoyed it. And he wants to come over more often and do it. So I was thinking of. Of playing with four characters where one of us is skyping um which would be really cool and uh and a nice easy way to you know play these things over you know with people who aren't necessarily with you in the same room which is something i don't think you can we can't do with the other other aspects of the hobby like um playing the game of age of sigma or whatever it's really difficult yeah to, to do over a distance yeah. uh, so that's really cool definitely Oh, I'd be interested to know how that enjoyed goes. it. Yeah, I would too, because um, you know we tinker a lot about. I mean, we spoke about it, haven't we? How how do we play remotely? How do we you know have something that we can do together across a county or two counties that uh, we don't have to be in the same room? And we should do a podcast. And I've looked at role. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, that's the one we came up with. But um, you know, we we spoke about role playing, and we spoke about. You know, using online things to play games of 40k, um, and they all just didn't have a, an attraction, did they? Um, whereas I wonder if you could, we, you know, especially as we've both got a set, it might be something we could do, you know, like a game of chess. Yeah, in a sense, yeah. isn't it? Well, maybe that'll be some something thoughts. for the future to try out. I think so, definitely. Yeah. I, so, have we? Uh, so that is Silver Tower, isn't it? Is. Silver Tower, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um, I, I think... Well, I, my, I've said I massively recommend it, especially if you know guys out there with young family or maybe not young family people find it hard to find time. It's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah, it from is from that point of view. It is because actually the rules are dead easy, guys. Yes, you can get you can pick the rules up in minutes, literally. Um, and the and the thing the best thing about those rules is um. It's how exciting they are. I know it sounds daft, but um, so for example, every turn you roll a bunch of destiny dice, and you can use those destiny dice to do actions. But if you roll doubles, then um, they have a consequence, and some of them are very negative. Now, what that ends up being is every time someone runs a destiny dice because they're the rune mark player whose sort of turn it is, I, I got to the point where I just didn't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was rolling so many sixes that I thought my brother was going to pick the board up and smack me. <laughs> and when I when I summoned the Gaunt Summoner, he practically shoved it up my nose. Because <laughs> um, I was the one who who managed to pull the uh, ogre ogre dude in oh, as well. Dear. Using so there's a real tension that you know almost everything that you're doing has a tension to it, and I think that's. I think that's yeah. awesome. For such a simple for such a simple set of rules, I think that's really, really cleverly done. Yes, indeed. But there we go. The Silver Tower. 
Um, I'm sure we'll post more about that in the future. Joe's um, nagging at me to paint it as well, so you might see some of those things on the hobby desk. Did you just refer uh, to you know your what? wife as nagging on a recorded no. format? <laughs> you fool. Nope. <laughs> Brilliant. What was quite cool as well is introducing my brother to Age of Sigma through Silver Tower. Yeah. Because he he hasn't been a, he's been out of the hobby for a long time. And he's always loved the hobby and he wouldn't take much convincing to get into it if he had the time or money to do it. But um but he was really he's you know, he really liked it. You know, I was telling him about stuff and he was interested and engaged and I thought it's really cool because he never really did Warhammer. He had a few wood elves, but never really did, you know, never really played many games of it. Um, so to see him kind of interested and engaged in it in the background was quite interesting because it, it's almost like watching a, per, you know, a new person playing mm. it, which is always interesting because I think we, we've, all of us who've played the hobby for a while, come at Age of Sigma carrying some form of baggage, and we've spoken a lot about that. Um, in the past, it's probably not worth going over it again. But well, I'm glad. It's great to see you enjoying it. I, I, I love seeing that. It's brilliant, really cool. And he was definitely enjoying it. You even tried to rope your mum in. I did. She nearly did as well, because Joe was on the phone for so long to somebody that um, she said, oh, "I won't be long." And an hour and a half later, we were like, "Oh, this is ridiculous." Um, and mum was like, "Right, what do I need to do? I'll take her place." And I was like, well, "Seriously, what?" <laughs> so I almost did. Maybe next yeah, time, eh? That, that would be, be cool. cool. Great. Couldn't swear quite as much, but um... so <laughs> no, indeed. At the dice. Um. Next up, we are gonna we're gonna add something in. So, um, hail to the community. We're gonna talk a little bit about cool things we've seen going on in the community recently. Um. So yeah. join us for that, guys. Grab a drink or something. We've been going for a while. Um. Hopefully, you're still with us. And uh, um. I need a cup of tea. Yeah, off to to get a cup of tea. (laughs) We'll catch you when we come back, guys. Thank you very much. Right, welcome back. And hail to the community. So this is a new section um, that Ben and I have discussed and wanted to throw in. Uh, We've been really impressed by the support you guys have shown and the posts you guys have put up and some of the cool stuff that's going on around us in the community. Um, and we wanted to talk about it, really. Uh, talk about how cool it is. One of the big drivers for us doing the podcast is to help the community wherever we can and see it grow and do whatever we can, really, for the, the hobby community. So we wanted to talk a bit about some of the stuff that's being done that's out there that's really cool. So, um, Ben, you've got a post you want to talk about. Um, that you put up on the site? I did, yeah. So um, I'm sure every Games Workshop does something like similar, but um, Games Workshop Plymouth recently did a, uh, a painting competition and uh, I was just super impressed with the the standard of it, actually, Dan. Um, and we've both worked in Games Workshop Plymouth and um, you know we've run similar things before in the past. And I, I can't remember the standard of painting being anywhere near as good as that. So really impressed with that and really quite surprised by how many people entered um yeah and yeah so how, yeah. how I, many was there and there was there's was quite a lot of pictures on there i don't know how many actually made it and didn't make it but there was enough there that there was a decent selection of models to choose from if you know what i mean it wasn't just a 
congratulations, you've entered, and because you're the only one, you won. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was a decent sort of collection, so that was quite... What was the subject? Uh, I think it was a Chaos Single Model. Uh, not oh, Chaos right. Single Model. A 40k Single Model, I think it was. Oh. Um, and there was a lot of people entering obviously, you know, some of the obvious things this time around. Um, so you had the lots of uh, of models from the Dark Imperium box set. Uh, yeah. Particularly, I think one that came up a few times was the uh, was the Nurgle model, and I can understand why. Really, it's the Nurgle Lord is is a fab model, even if it is a pustulant heap of turd. But um, <laughs> it is a, it's a lovely model. Um, so yeah, I'm quite quite impressed with that. It's nice um, to see painting competitions because. Um, it's just another thing to embrace, isn't it? And it's nice when you get the local ones because sometimes the sort of heavy metal, not heavy metal, gold demon can seem a little bit out of reach of many. Certainly me. Oh yeah, completely. So it's yeah, really definitely. nice to, it's really nice to see a, a more local one, isn't it? Yeah, and um, for me, uh, I they held a special place in my heart because when I got back into the hobby, um. I I played to I entered a Games Workshop Plymouth painting competition and actually it was a bigger competition than I saw since then up until recently. Um, I don't I, I haven't been in the hobby as as much as I have been recently for a long time. So I apologise to um, the, the the team at Games Workshop Plymouth if they have been running them um, and they've been successful for a period of time, but I just haven't been aware of it. But when I last when I first got back into the hobby, I entered a thirteenth company space wolf into a into a competition, and it went up against uh, Phil. Yeah, and uh, uh, he did a I think it was a salamander, and he turned, um, you know, the backpack on a uh, <laughs> on a tank, um, the back on a tank crew member. So yeah, you don't you don't have a spe- you don't have a backpack on it because he's you know powered up by the by the vehicle, um, and it's got that cabling running down, and he'd used that as the front and turned it into a kind of variant Mark Eight armor, and I really liked it. And as soon as I saw it, I thought, "Right, well, he's one." Um, and I managed to pip into the post with my thirteenth company Space Wolf Lord, um, which I <laughs> do. You um, you don't you don't remember any other entries from that one? I do. Um, I remember a few. Um, Hang on, didn't you enter something into it? <laughs> I was wondering if you'd remember. Yeah, I painted Logan Grimnar for the same one. You did? Yeah. God, that, isn't that incredible? I don't yeah. think I... I don't think I knew you then either. No. At all. So, I think I'm just vaguely aware that you did. That's really cool. Yeah, but for is, me, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, for me, that's... um. Have you still got the Logan Grimnar? Yeah, he's here somewhere. Oh, mate, we need to put those pictures up. Yeah, I'll I'll dig uh, him really out. Cool. I'll dig him out. Um, so I completely agree with what you're saying. Going, you know, going back, Golden Demon. That's a massive jump for so many people. Um, but now they do community. The community team do an online painting competition, don't they? They do. Um, and the local stores do painting competitions, and it gives you a kind of a first step. Yes. Because no heavy, no heavy metal painter or golden demon winner is likely to have the golden demon as their first painting competition nowadays. Maybe like fifteen years ago, um, because there wasn't many others. But 
nowadays, you're much better suited sort of having a, a dipping your toe in the water, seeing how you do, um, and challenge yourself against local painters because I know the quality of those those models is called is is, is fantastic. Um, and we've talked a lot about how I personally think the standard of painting now is, on average, so much better than it's ever been. Oh yeah, um, certainly is. It's like I said in that post I've recently put up about, about the uh, Primaris Space Wolf. It, just when I thought my Space Wolves were looking good, <laughs> someone, <laughs> someone goes and drops that, and I'm like, oh, you git. <laughs> it's just amazing. Um, so, yeah, still things to learn, and I think that's that's what's cool about it. Um, you know, where, where the hobby's at. And those painting competitions run by local games workshops or any store that's doing them, I encourage everybody to to do those competitions because all you're going to do is improve the standard of painting of your customers um, or the people that come to your club. And if you do that, you'll really start to generate a kind of um, uh, pride in your club or store. If you know a person in your store who's um, gone on to become a heavy metal painter or won something in the Golden Demon, um, you know, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it really cool. changes it changes the atmosphere in a shop. Um, I've been in more than one games workshop where they proudly displayed their golden demon trophy for one of their one of their customers, right in the front window. <laughs> yeah. None of the none of the cus- none of the kind of people walking past have a a clue what it is. Um, so you know, so yeah, that's my that's my first thing to talk about from the community. Really happy to see that. Really enjoyed seeing that, and I poured over the models. Um, and I think I may consider entering the next one. Oh, cool! That'd be good. That'd be very cool. That'd so be yeah, very cool. you were we were chatting about your local gaming club earlier. Yeah, um, gaming. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, really cause... excited to talk about this. So, um, I talk quite often about Bristol Independent Gaming or Big with Jim, um, and. I went down the other day and Jim was quite excited uh, and he wanted to show me the new area he's put in and um, he has reason to be excited because it's flipping awesome. So um, he used to have, of all things, a boxing ring in there. There's a long story there, <laughs> but, but um, that Does isn't that there anymore. A, settle any disputes? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's uh, any rules disputes. So that's now gone. And what he's done is he's replaced it with some sofas. Um, a couple of coffee tables, a a big there's a big telly in there, and he's got a painting area. So he's got um a, a worktop, and he's got three lamps, which he's got daylight bulbs on the way for, um that are screwed down, and he's got a hairdryer there as well. If you if you <laughs> for speeding up the painting process, some stools, and you can just go and chill out, do some painting there. Now I've got a Citadel project box which I use for, and I've taken down there with some stuff in. Or you can just chill out in the sofas. So I was waiting for my opponent to arrive the other day. I did a bit of painting and I sat and I read my White Dwarf. And I really, really love those sort of areas um, that get that community feel going. um, And you feel more included. It, it, It widens the appeal. It's not just gaming. There's somewhere to chill out, somewhere just to chat hobby. Um, and if there's sofas and coffee tables, that's that's role playing areas. Yeah, it's brilliant. I'm so impressed. And I've said before on previous episodes that um, 
you know, to start, it started very basic and Jim is constantly adding to and developing it. And I really want to do a, an episode of the podcast from, from, from there um, and chat to Jim about what he's done because he's just building this cool community. Um, it's really fun gaming. And I, I'm really lucky because my local games workshops are ace and I like going in and chatting to those guys as well. Uh, but the reality yeah. is those places aren't set up to support um hanging out hanging out or the 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 gaming aspect of uh more uh, so a veteran players or a more advanced players or whatever you want to call it um hobby that's not what they're for they're for invigorating and injecting excitement in starting new people or re-engaging people or giving you a, a good idea you know they're great great guys just like cribs and the center of bristol really good at painting so great for painting ideas um but yeah jim's setup is just getting better and better and i love this painting area i really i really enjoyed my time down there the other day um just before i got beaten up by dark angels um, <laughs> so i wanted to give yeah i just wanted really to give a shout out and say you know to jim and see well done and i really love it i really do like it and i hope people go and use it make good use of it um support him you know by by getting grabbing their paints and, and miniatures down there to 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 use there to to support because that's free as well so you pay to play games but it's free to use that area um oh wow which is really ace so you know obviously i, I thought we want all the the stores that sell product um in bristol to stay because it's great to have a range of them but big believer in you know use the area support the area so i yeah, yeah really impressed and you know he sells refreshments so drinks and stuff um so yeah it's <laughs> turning into a proper little uh hobby advert hobby <laughs> zone as it were <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah definitely Oh, it sounds all. I'm I'm a bit jealous, really, um, to hope that you have something like that locally. Um, yeah, it's great, and I'm really excited because when Josh was older, so when he's like eight or something, so a few years to go, to be fair, he's one. <laughs> but I love the idea of being able to make it, so it'll be fun for him to paint at home if if he gets into the hobby. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, but it'll be great to have like an outing down to the gaming place to do some painting yeah, and stuff. It'd just yeah. be brilliant. I I'm really impressed. Um, yeah, yeah, really love it. And I'm I'm gonna be popping down there. You know, it's not it's not easy to find time to pop out and stuff like that. But I'll be popping down there more, doing some hobby down there. Um, yeah, more often. So yeah, awesome, really cool. Um, and then. Moving on to our last kind of hail to the community, we just wanted to give a a bit of a shout out really to some friends of ours down in Plymouth. Um, they are the Sustained Fire crew. So you've got uh, Andy, Sean and Brad and they do a podcast, um, which is a lot of fun. Really good to listen to. If you're looking for a good, good bit of banter, good bit of nattering, some real passion, excitement, some great characters, really. It's great great fun to listen to they use pod bean as well so easy yeah. to find just tap in sustained fire and they're, um, they're old colleagues and for for us it's like being back at work <laughs> yes it is it's <laughs> so good that is yeah. um so 
yeah, those we guys both, we well worth really a listen. I think so. what they they've just put up a, a a one where they're chatting to to interviewing one of their friends about the Horace Heresy novels, um, and that's great. Get a good bit of background. The guys know their stuff, really know their stuff actually, <laughs> uh, which is awesome. And Brad's just started an Eldar army in Eighth Edition, and he's flipping ace at, at 40k and and um just delving into age of sigma and actually i think he's just gone up he's done a visit to warhammer world just recently andy so there's some yeah, pictures yeah there's some yeah. pictures going up and they, they're good with their facebook pictures etc um that's really good and some of sean's comments are just fantastic <laughs> <laughs> so, not to be repeated here but they they are brilliant um that are always good for a chuckle. I just, <laughs> just flipping fantastic. Um, definitely yeah, we, we not both love it, PG. So. No, not PG. <laughs> no, but it's fantastic. So very worth a listen. Um, yeah, we're big fans. You know, when you if you're bored of us, um, <laughs> or you, you know, you just need something different. Um, give give the guys a listen. It's really good. Really good. So um, I've got one last thing to say. Oh, go on. Oh, he's coming in. I have. Yeah, yeah I am. Games Virtual Plymouth, all right, Imperial team, you need to get your act together, all right, because it is <laughs> not... Ex- no, I'm not having my local Games Workshop fall into chaos. It's not going to happen. <laughs> and if I could make it down there and, and, and play some games, I would, but you're going to have to step up for me because I can't. So get your ass in gear and start kicking some chaos ass. That's all I'm going to say. You done? I'm done. Good. I'm done. I'll get the litanies of hate out. Hey, really? I will read them. <laughs> uh, okay. okay. And you, you stay away from games workshops. Don't you go, unless you have gone and uh, reported that Dark Angel game. Uh, <laughs> have no. you? Have you gone no. and logged it? No, go and log no. it. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> Conan must stand. That's a, that's a win for the traitors either way, though. <laughs> yes, <Woo>! it is. <laughs> right. That's enough for uh, Dark Angel bashing. Let's uh, yeah. <laughs> let's close off the, our first ever hobby uh, community segment, and uh, we're going to go into the wilds next. Quite a small segment on into the wilds this week, guys, because uh, we know we've kept you for a while now. Um, just want to talk a little bit about some stuff that's uh, we've seen that's exciting and a bit off tangent. So um, we'll catch you when we come back. Cheers, guys. Bye bye. stepping into the wilds for the last couple of minutes of our podcast guys so um tonight we're going to talk a little bit off tangent the last couple of weeks we've one month's podcast we've been talking about other games but we thought we'd talk about um people returning to the hobby because uh, actually for me that's quite close to home and um uh with people listening to our podcast and knowing us and um they quite often come up to one or two of us and say oh you know i've just got back into the hobby and they quite often have really cool stories um so we thought we'd talk a little bit about absolutely so i think you well i was just gonna um i i just really wanted to talk about it because today i went to a little birthday party for one of joshua's little friends um izzy who's one and um while i was there i was chatting to my friend chris who um also plays warhammer um and and actually the same chris i was talking about with regards to the the silver tower 
and Kev, Izzy's dad, yeah. said, guys, guys, come and see this. I've uh, I've started repainting some of the Warhammer I've got. And we all, we both, we were like little kids, though. Like, uh, Kev's Kev's um Kev's wife Zara was like, What where where are they going? And we running off inside uh and opening up the little cupboard and he started repainting his space breeze from the third edition box set and he stripped them off um and started repainting them as blood angels and then it was back outside through the party goers with all of the barbecue and stuff into the garage and out comes the third edition box set and inside is a, a dark elder ravager and Dark Elder Warriors yeah. and um, the Space Marines, all from this this box set, the old Talos. Uh, and he's really excited about them. And me and Chris are like, oh, this is amazing. And um, and the really cool bit was when, like, so Kev's not, not looked at any of it. He's not, like, dabbled a little bit. He's not looked at any of it for ages. Um, so everything is new. So I'm, like, getting out the picture of the new Talos and the new Dark Eldar Raider and showing him and it, oh, it was fantastic. And it's just so cool to see people picking it back up. Um, I, yeah, I was very excited. Yeah. And I think, um, I think it's, it's really cool when, uh, people have got old stuff. (laughs) I've spoken about this before on here, but I love, I love old models. Um, not because they're better. Um, some people think they are, but I don't. Um, not because of anything other than the nostalgia of being around those models, you know, sometimes yeah, there's ago. something magical about it, isn't there? So when you look at the yeah. old Dark Eldar warriors compared to the new ones, they are totally gash. But, but they are, as I said in my, in, in when we did the, who, who do we think we are? Um, I remember yeah. that Dark Eldar warrior being the first guy on the front of the White yeah. Dwarf, gathering up my mates, being yeah. so excited yeah. about these. You know, you can get really flippant now, can't you? You know, like you've got hundreds of models, and to, to this just simple Dark Eldar warrior is really exciting. So it was great to see those. Really, yeah. really good. And there's nothing quite like you know the best bit about working for Games Workshop for me was when you introduce someone to a world and it's like you it's like having like reading when you read the lord of the rings and you know it all because you've read it before and you just and you're reading it again and it's still exciting but to then introduce it to somebody yeah. read them the first page see them get excited and you know what's coming but they've not read that yet and to be part of that is just fantastic and to be able to talk them through it as well and tell them stories about oh yeah i love it but the thing is that that's one of the bits that I absolutely loved about being a, a staff member. So when someone came in and they'd be like, "Oh, yeah, I'm quite interested in this," blah blah, and you could almost tell—I don't know if you could—but you could almost tell by looking at them, you're going to be a hobbyist. This is totally for you. And you start to tell them about the Space Marines or the Dwarves or whatever's on the table at the time, and you can see their faces light up, and you can see them start to really get involved. And then over the next couple of months, telling them all their stories. That was yeah, my favourite part. brilliant. But by a long shot, I think that's pretty much all I did at Painting Night was just tell stories. I can remember you sitting at one or... end of the table telling stories. It was it was fantastic. Yeah, I can... Yeah, yeah it's great. I love that. 
I guess it, you know, I think storytelling is is a really big part of humanity, actually. Um, and there's no better way of having a story than someone telling it to you. And I think um, that's really cool. And and the stories from 40k and fantasy and Age of Sigma and Lord of the Rings, they're a bit like myths. There, there's almost enough realism in there for it to for it to be almost like you're recounting a saga or yes. something. And um, and I really like that. I really like that. But I know exactly what you mean about when you've got when you've got someone, especially when they used to be into the hobby, and um, you're like, oh yeah, I used to collect, and they're like, oh yeah, I used to collect, and like, oh, have you seen? You know, they tell you, oh, I used to collect, uh, you know, like Google Dark Elder, and you know, oh, you've seen they've done the Dark Elder again, and they're looking at the models, going, oh my god, <laughs> because the things is just so much better now. And you're right, we do take it for granted. I think we do take it for granted. Um, but having said that, there's a certain something about putting together a second edition Space Marine or a Rogue Trader Space Marine. There's something about them. Um, there's something about those Dark Elder as well, because I've got a box of them somewhere. And you look at them and think, these, these were the first plastic Dark Elder. Mm-hmm. Um, and things like, yeah, so really like Alexander it. put up that picture, didn't he, of the squad he's painted. And yeah, he he says he very very kindly says attributes us for his sort of reignition into the hobby. That is phenomenal. I'm so excited by that. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, because it's such a great hobby. It really is, and there's so much you can enjoy about it, and see people engaging with it and and doing that because they've they've listened to me and you rambling on is. Well, it's just all awesome, isn't it? Yes, yeah, one of the big thing, one of the big reasons we did it. So, so you know, um, you know, I put, I saved or rescued all those yeah. rogue trader models. Um, one of the guys in our local gaming club has boxes of the RBTO ones, RTBO one models, still on sprues, untouched. <laughs> it's like, dude, you realise that they're five pounds per marine. <laughs> Really? It's like, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and now he's a bit nervous about painting them, which is, but he saw the ones I'd done. He's like, they look so cool when you do them with models in modern colours. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yes, they, they do. do. <laughs> they really do. Um, yeah, I can, oh, amazing. I'm hoping one day he's going to get them out because I think, I, I obviously, I, I rescued them from just bits. Um, I have no idea what they look like on the sprue, <laughs> so I really want to um, sort of explore them a bit. Yeah, awesome. So, as we said, a very small visit into the wilds this week. We have got some things coming up in the future. We've been asked to look into some games, so we'll be doing that and we'll be talking about those. Uh, but we've kept it short tonight. Um, as always, uh, and, I, and I always like to say, you know, put this in there, is uh, just to say thanks again. A massive thanks, really. Um, the number of downloads is just phenomenal. The the comments are phenomenal. That People have been leaving reviews on Facebook now. That's fantastic. People have been sharing on our behalf. Um, again, really, really appreciate it. Um, you guys getting the word out there, engaging. Ah, it's just fantastic, isn't it, Ben? Really, it's just yeah, I love it. Um, I'm a bit kind of embarrassed yes. by it, actually. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I get that. I get that. 
because when we first started, we were like, dude, no, what, no one's yeah. going to listen to this. And we're like, well, it doesn't matter. If if two other people listen to it, then we'll enjoy it. We'll have a chat. Who cares? And it's kind of blown on. It's gone way yeah. past that. Now. Which is fantastic. <laughs> so, thank you all very much. Have a great couple of weeks until we speak to you again. Uh, enjoy your hobby. Keep posting. Keep sharing. Liking. Commenting. If you feel so inclined, that would be fantastic. Um, we've been the two Ps. Oh, we haven't even mentioned the drop pod tonight, have we? Well, it's been fired. No. It's gone flying through the episode. We've been the two Ps. Well, we'll, we'll just say we'll just say we're oh. Primaris Marines. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely good, man. Thank you very much, guys. Good night. <laughs>